0: The Cambridge Dictionary defines the verb grace as being in a place and making it look more attractive. Well, that's the thing about parenthood. Sometimes it's the last thing you think when you hear that word. But to us, for something to be beautiful, I mean truly beautiful. It has to be imperfectly perfect. There is no right way to be a parent. There is only doing it to the best of your ability. And that is what we define as growing with grace. Welcome to our podcast. Hi guys, welcome back. We are on episode three, chugging right along, getting them out of the way so we can get you some content soon here. Uh, This episode, we're going to be talking about some things that are very different for each person, but um, I'll let Ty say hi and then we'll get into it. Hey, everybody. It's Tyla. I just wanted to remind you
1: to follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts, maybe it's Stitcher, maybe it's Spotify. Please follow us, leave us a review. Also, be sure to check out our website, which is growingwithgracepodcast.com. If you feel like you want to send us a story or ask us a question, you can send us an email at
0: growingwithgracepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. All right, let's get into it. So this episode, we're going to be covering the seasons of life and that in itself is something kind of hard to really pin down what the meaning of it is. But for us, we're going to go over what the seasons of life mean to us individually. Just like the seasons on earth, your life has seasons too. Some have more than others and each season is completely different from everyone else's, but we all go through them. We might even be in more than one season at a time. So if we could get started, what season do you think you're in now, Ty? Yeah. So this is an interesting
1: topic and there's definitely a lot of different interpretations of what seasons of life mean. So for me, seasons of life, I look at that as where I'm at in my life right now today. Um, And I would say that I'm in my summer season So I am newly married, and I'm also new to parenthood to being a mom, and I'm in my mid-20s. So I think that means that I'm in my summer season of
0: life. What
1: about you, Non?
0: Well, I think it's different for everyone. Um, I don't necessarily pin it as the actual four seasons, which some people do. Some people do it chronologically. They start with spring, and they end with winter. But for me, it's more of, like you were saying, what, what is going on in my life? And I feel like, again, you can be in more, most people are in more than one season at a time. So motherhood for sure. I'm definitely in that season as well as, you know, marriage, but I think wholeheartedly at the front of all of this is identity and self-discovery. And that's, that's the season that I'm in. I'm in a season where I'm relearning who I am as a person, other than those other pieces of me, other than the motherhood, other than the wife, other than being just that I'm, I'm really getting to know myself, which is a, I'm in a really good season right now. I have to be honest. I'm, I'm totally in love with who I am and what I'm finding out about myself.
1: Yeah. Speaking of a
0: identity or self-discovery, would you say that starting this podcast is part of that season? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I, I think I've, I know I've always wanted to somehow have a platform where I could express myself creatively and, I have a couple other endeavors that I've tried to follow through with and nothing really stuck. So hopefully this podcasting is where, is where I'll thrive. But for sure, this podcast is something that I'm, I've kind of decided I, I need to give something to the world of myself that I'll have and I'll be able to hold in my hands and pass down or for my kids to listen to in the future and really look back on these times that we went through.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome. And we are almost halfway there to whether or not. So I think I heard somewhere that podcasts, if they can make it to 10 episodes, then you're good. You're in the clear. So we're on episode three right now. So we've got two more to halfway and I'm feeling pretty good about this whole thing.
0: Well, I think we're definitely set ourselves up for success, hoping to have at least more than one episode dropping initially. So that way people who are listening can have more than one episode to kind of binge and get a feel for what we have going on here. Absolutely. So Ty, the season that you're in now, what are some of the good things? What are some of the hard things? Just to
1: rewind a little bit. So back in the fall of 2019, I found out that I was pregnant and it was an unexpected pregnancy. My husband and I had been together for a few years at this point, and we were just really kind of cruising through life, having a good time, still super independent, but also still spending a lot of time together and doing things that we wanted to do. So it definitely was very shocking for us to find out that we were pregnant, but that season pregnancy brought a lot of wonderful things for our family as well. We ended up getting married shortly after we found out we were pregnant and that brought on a whole bunch of new endeavors as you can imagine marriage does and then shortly after i found out that i was pregnant the pandemic started which we're still kind of in that season everything happened kind of so fast and unexpected but you know honestly these last what what year is it 2021 we're in may
0: so it's been almost two years since i found out i was pregnant it's funny, you kind of jumped, you kind of jumped into it all. You were like, oh, we're living this good, you know, do our own thing kind of young and still free. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, baby, bam, let's get married, bam, pandemic. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Yeah,
1: this time has been probably the best season of my life. I, Jeff and I have just done so many awesome things, whether that was, you know, we bought a house, we had a baby. During the pandemic, we were both working from home a lot of the time I'm still actually working from home and we were able to spend so much time together and just go for walks around our neighborhood and meet our neighbors. And it was, I'll, I'll, never forget that, that time that we had to be able to spend together because when you're both working full-time jobs, you don't get to see each other or talk to each other that much
0: for sure. Well, just like the seasons of our lives, there, there are real seasons in the rest of the world and how, how the earth has them. And right now, actually, yesterday, Grace was officially graduating from fourth grade and she's going to be moving on to middle school. And we had talked a little bit about potentially doing like the actual how do we do summer. But it's funny because summer for me as a mom with kids who are in school is totally different from summer for Ty, who has a newborn, I was like, what are you going to do this summer? She's like, what do you mean? My days don't change. Like he's still in daycare. I still work. It doesn't look any different. But again, we're both going through the same seasons, but in different ways. And I think that's interesting uh, how everyone can have such a different experience and moving through them. I can't believe Grace is off to middle school. I know that I I I would say that's another season for me because she's heading off to middle school and then in the fall she'll be she'll be in middle school and in the fall Jack will be starting kindergarten. He'll be in school full time, which is gonna be a whole nother season for me. What are you gonna do? Well, podcast probably. (laughs) We're gonna have to podcast (laughs) and I'll have to come up with some more hobbies to fill my time for sure. Yeah. Get in the best shape of your life. That's what I'm trying to do. Best shape mentally and physically. Maybe I'll go back to school. And, you know, my thoughts on that, I am all for it. So with us having the seasons, how we had talked a little bit before we started and Ty was saying, you know, well, what about the hard moments? You know, I kind of feel like those can be seasons. And I agree that there are almost many seasons inside of the bigger ones that we're going through right now. And sometimes things can be really hard. So I think that that's something too, that we could talk about how, each season has little mini seasons inside of them. When you have those moments though, how do you overcome them? How do you get past like these really, what seems like impossible? Like how do you just get yourself through it? How do I handle those
1: dark moments or seasons, mini seasons that when you really think about it, we might have like these little seasons every day. And I think the way that I handle it is I just really try to remind myself that this is temporary. Just like, you know, relating it back to actual weather-related seasons. Winter is not my favorite season. It's cold, it's dark, it's kind of depressing. But I have to remind myself, spring is around the corner, it'll be here soon, and everything will be coming back to life. So when I have those really hard moments, I just really try to focus on, this is temporary, this is temporary.
0: Yeah, and moving through, it's kind of like, tyla is a very avid weightlifter and it kind of reminds now that i've started doing physical fitness it kind of reminds me like when you're trying to run whatever you set for your goal like a mile or two miles i just keep telling myself like you're you're every step you take you're closer to the end you're almost there you just got to keep moving through it and i think that's that's kind of that part of life that you, you can't just skip over things. You have to go through them. You can't just say, you know what? I don't like this. I'm, I'm just going to put it down and walk into the next step. It does it's not how the way life works or seasons work. You have to go through them, but sometimes in those really, really hard moments, once you get to the other side of it, I have such a pers- different perspective on and appreciation for life having, and myself, having gotten through something that felt so impossible or so demanding that you just wanted to lay down and like, be like, take me. I can't do it. Like I cannot push myself any further. I I have nothing left to give. I give up. And while you're that's screaming in your head, you just have to keep pushing through.
1: So what about you? How do you handle
0: those hard seasons or hard moments? What do you do to keep yourself sane? It's funny. So A word that I wouldn't necessarily use to describe myself, but a lot of people describe me as is strong, that I'm very strong mentally. And I have been thrown a lot of uh, difficult situations that I've had to navigate through. And I always come out the other side stronger. And I'm not trying to sound cocky or like I know everything, but you kind of have to be your own superhero. Like you have to just say to yourself, like no one is coming to save you you are it. Like you've all your, you are all you have. So he'll put on your big girl panties, stand in Superman pose. That's like actually a thing, by the way, did you know that people like even doctors sometimes, like if they have to do something that feels really, really hard or impossible, they'll like hold the Superman pose. And it's like, it actually releases endorphins to make you feel stronger. And like, you can do it. No, I
1: didn't know that, but I'm going to try that when I have another big lift coming up, I'm just going to stand there. Like,
0: yeah. Like you had to amp yourself up. <laughs> What's his name? Lewis Clark. No. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. That's it. Lewis and Clark. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> totally not. Totally not. The right <laughs> but yeah, you, you have I to mean. just, you have to just keep, keep going and keep moving and know that you are the hero of your own story. You are the person who's going to save you at the end of the day. No one else is coming.
1: I think that's a good point. You, you are the hero of your own story some of the time, but I also know this speaking for myself and maybe because I know you very well. We talk every day. I know that you're somebody who doesn't always ask for help when you need it. So you can be the hero of your own. You can still be the hero of your own story, but you can also ask for help when you need it. So don't be
0: afraid to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I think I think part of me, part of it is is pride and and a stubbornness that like I got myself here, then I better figure it out. Yeah, you're 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 a strong, stubborn bull. Add that a bull. I don't know if I like that. Can you call me something else? Can I be stubborn something else? Well, uh, you are a
1: strong, stubborn bulless, a female bull. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Did you just make that up? I think a female bull is a heifer. <laughs> no, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> well, that doesn't sound better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Back on track. Um, one thing I wanted to say too is while we are enduring these hard moments, so an example of a hard moment for me was having a baby, having an 80-bitty teeny tiny baby. That was really hard. Learning to breastfeed was really hard physically, mentally. I feel like I had a child attached to me all day, every day. But somebody had said to me, while you're going through this hard season, yes, you need to endure it, but you also have to enjoy it. And I feel like that can be really hard to remember when you're going through these moments that are super hard is to enjoy the hard parts of life that are also beautiful in some ways.
0: Yeah, so something that I would do when, so for me, again, now you went through that season and it was hard for you. Infancy was not hard for me. That was the easiest part. They needed to eat, feed and sleep for the most part. And even Jack was I would say fairly easy as a little baby. It was more when he got like six and he was become six months old. He was becoming more aware that he got difficult. And in those moments <clears throat> when he would spend the night screaming for hours and I w- would go in and I just hold him and he would scream and I would cry. It's something that kind of speaks to that that point you were making was, I remember very, very distinctly. There was a a night where I was holding him and rocking him in the chair and it had been like two and a half, three hours. And I was like, please just go to sleep. And he was, he was screaming and I was crying and he wasn't hungry and I couldn't put him down because it wasn't helping. And out of nowhere, it all just kind of, he just kind of stopped and he calmed down and he fell asleep. And I looked at his little face that was still beet red with just, you know, one tear left on his cheek that from when he was crying momentarily ago. And I was like, wow, what a powerful thing that we just got through. It was so hard and it felt like it was breaking me in half, but it was, it it ended and there is an end to, to those difficult moments. And I feel like when you're in them, yes, it's, you just, all you're thinking about is, can I get through it? Can I get through it? I have to get through it. But once you come out the other side, that's when it really hits you. I think I wrote a poem, too, about him crying or something. I I had my phone and sometimes I I would do that. I would write poems about my difficult times to get myself through because I was feeling very emotional at that time.
1: I remember those poems.
0: I do have to say, though, after he was screaming and he finally fell asleep and he still had his little cheeks were still red and his eyes were all puffy. I was looking at him. Like he was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen him sleeping this little child who had just wailed and screamed like a banshee for two hours in my hands while I held him. He looked like, like a, like a peaceful angel. And I was like, wow, wow. The emotion from going to just go to sleep. Oh my God. I'm not going to make it to just pure appreciation and love.
1: Oh yeah. And then you Then you were so tired, but then you didn't want to put him down because he just seemed so peaceful in your arms. Right. You had gotten through it.
0: You had gotten through it together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think too, another season, big season for you that you guys just kind of came through, but may have been a little stressful
0: the whole season was building a house. Oh, for sure. That was kind of a season. For sure. So we, as a family have done things, I don't want to say prematurely, but we kind of, we set out on a path at 17 and we had a child. And then after that, we bought a house at 20. We weren't, we couldn't even buy alcohol and we bought, purchased a property. And last year, right before the pan, right as the pandemic was hitting, we sold our, our first home and prices for houses were, went up. It just worked out the way it needed to. And then we went into a new season of life of building a house and man, oh man, was it fun. And I'm so glad that we've made it through and we are now living in the new house, but <laughs> It was definitely a season for sure. For sure. Yeah.
1: There were some tough moments. I, so Kiana is very much of a planner. She's very good at planning everything, whether it's these episodes for this podcast, it's a party or building house. She's your girl. I, on the other hand, am a terrible planner and very terrible at making decisions, but watching her go through the process of building a house was insane. Like there are so many things that you have to plan and think about.
0: And I give you a lot of credit. Oh, everything down to where you want the plugs in the rooms and why, where do you want the heaters in the rooms? Why, what color do you want? What kind of trim would you like? Which way do you want your house facing? Those are all the things that people don't think about. And they it's funny because they say that um, some of the hardest things that your marriage can go through is a child with special needs check um, building a house check and then financial instability, which having a child at 17, obviously we were not rolling in the dough at that <laughs> point. So check Nick and I look at each other and laugh sometimes at night. And we're like, wow, <laughs> the things that we, we could get thrown pretty much anything at this point and we would be able to overcome it and, and see out the other side. We could dig anything. I believe that wholeheartedly. I do believe that for you guys, you guys have been through a lot, many seasons for sure. Yeah, many seasons within seasons. What about some of the good seasons? Yeah, what about you? What, so what season did you come from? Before motherhood, before Jeff? Before you and Jeff, where Where were you at then?
1: You know, Jeff and I, we always love to do stuff together, but we still had a lot of our own independence. Mm-hmm. So as Kiana was mentioning, she called me a weightlifter and I, I meant to correct her. I'm not a weightlifter, I'm a powerlifter. Sorry. <laughs> They're very different, but we won't get into that in this podcast. But yeah, I was really involved with my powerlifting gym and those people were my best friends really. That was my circle. Jeff was not involved with my gym. He does his own workouts. So I would often be in the gym for maybe 20 hours a week and that was totally fine. And then the weekends would come and Jeff and I would go to breweries or take trips around the country and do things like that. He was working on his private pilot's license and we both had things that we were individually interested in and then things that we were interested in together.
0: And it was really fun. It's kind about. it kind of sounds like the season that I'm coming into now with the discovery of myself like you had you had a period of that before you had Marriage and you kind of went through that already.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think because Jeff and I met in college when we were at UConn in 2015, we didn't really officially start dating until 2017, though. College was a lot of fun. That was an awesome, amazing season. So many good memories there. And then the first few years of our relationship we did so many fun things. I think traveling is really one of those things that we love to do. We absolutely love visiting national parks. That's definitely on our bucket list. We want to try to visit them all. And I think at first when we found out that we were pregnant, we were like, "Oh no! All of this stuff is going to have to either be put on hold or we're just not going to be able to do it." We're trying, and it and it's definitely hard. If you're a mom or a parent, you know that doing things with children is not always as easy but you make it work if it's a priority or something that you care about. So we just invested a ton of money into building a home gym, but we still have a long way to go with it. So I'm no longer able to spend 20 hours a week at the gym, but I can work out at home now.
0: Right. So what season do you think you're coming up in? What's the next big season for you?
1: Right now, I feel like we're in a building season. Him and I both have really secure jobs right now, making money and saving money. And I don't really know how to explain it, but I feel like we're, we in the next five years are going to be doing pretty good.
0: So what's your goal in five years? Like what does five years from now look like for you?
1: Probably sell our house that we're in right now, or maybe we'll keep it as a rental. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if we would ever build a house after seeing everything that you had to go through. I don't
0: know if I'm cut out for that. I do have to say there are things that I, I, looking back, if I had found the right property and the right place with most of the things that I wanted, fixing the house up to be exactly what you want might be a better route because then a lot of those little nitpicky things are already taken care of and you can just build on top of that. So it's taking what somebody else already made and adding into it, which I think mm-hmm. makes your money go further for sure and you can really specifically specialize things where, where it's important to you. So like if plugins are not important to you and all that kind of stuff that maybe finding the right property in the right, the perfect place would be perfect. And then you could just add on to it or change it and mold it to be your own.
1: Yeah. So I think we probably, I mean, we went from living in a 700 square foot apartment to a 1600 square foot house with a two car garage. And it's definitely much bigger than what we're used to, but now already, our family of three, we already feel like we're kind of outgrowing it. So within the next five years, we probably will be adding another kid or two, and we may need more space. First world problems, right?
0: What about you? Where do you feel like you're headed in the next five years or so? Well, I don't want to say empty nesters because I feel like parenthood is like a permanent season. You're just, you're all, you'll always be a parent till the day that you die. But I am, will probably be in a season where Nick and I really can discover ourselves together and like you were saying right now is kind of an individual thing. Cause I am a stay at home mom right now, but six years from now, grace is going to be 16. She's going to be sending out college applications. She's going to be driving. She's going to be looking at her, her life at that point. And six years from now for Jack, he's going to be 12. He'll be where grace is. And, and he's going to not need me so much, or at least that's the plan, right? Mm -hmm. and Nick and I can do things like have a vacation away from them we've only been away from them once and it was one night over overnight we have never been without our kids for an extended period of time other than that one night that we had spent away from them and we're talking about in the next year potentially finally having a honeymoon that we never got to have with just the two of us and really experience something together as not not as mom and dad but as husband and wife and lovers hopefully (laughs) I think that sounds amazing. Call me up if you need a babysitter for sure you're on you're on the list. That's right. So yeah, seasons can be difficult and but they can also be beautiful and happy so much happiness and struggles come from them, and there's so many things to have learned from going through these seasons that it's just really a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important to just remember that even in the toughest moments, there are always there's always something positive and a lot of life is perspective and that can be a hard thing to convince yourself especially if you are somebody who sees the cup half empty I'm definitely one of those people I tend to oh no doom and gloom the worst the worst the worst but really trying to reshape that perspective is very helpful so having people that around you that maybe see the glass half full I know for me that's definitely my husband sometimes and also Kiana when I'm having a tough day or a tough moment, I call her up and I spill the
0: tea and she helps me see things in a positive light. Yeah. I would definitely say it's, it's important to acknowledge the pain or the difficultness, but I I would like to think that I don't, Usually, I don't allow myself to look at the glass half empty. And when I do, those are my break. I call them my breakdown moments. It's like I, I hold it all up for this, and then I and then I literally have like a pep talk with myself. All right, if you're going to break down. You're going to do it, but you're going to you're only going to get this this moment, this moment in time. You're going to be able to break down, and you can cry and you can feel defeated. But soon, as soon as that time is passed, you're done. Pick up, wipe the tears, keep walking, keep moving forward. And I think that's something that you have to acknowledge it. Some like the, the pain, the difficult, the struggle, the difficulties of things, the struggles, they're real, they're real. And they deserve their time too. And that's something I tell grace who's 10. She's like, I'm still so upset. And I'm like, that's okay. You're allowed to be upset, but you're not allowed to be mean. You're not allowed to, to, to be hurtful or harmful to anyone or even yourself. So it's important to, to maintain perspective like that, that acknowledge it, feel it, allow it to have its moment, but move past it and come out better.
1: Yeah, there's something that Jeff always likes to tell me when I get upset. And that's get upset and get over it. <laughs> it, it, it I mean, but at the same time too, I want to be mindful that of people who maybe struggle with mental health, sometimes you do get upset and you physically, mentally cannot get over it. And that's okay.
0: And if you need help, you can ask for help. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And and that's that that's kind of what plays into all of it is that we no one is strong all the time and especially with mental health like that's what depression is like you can't like it's not just get over it you you cannot get over it and and that's that's the struggle that some people have um some family members of ours are in that boat and I think adding the positivity definitely helps But being mindful that some people need a moment or need a few more moments than what you would need to wallow in, in the struggles and to hopefully, you know, overcome and, and come out the other side stronger. But it's not something that just some people can brush off and walk away from. Absolutely. It's fu- we're talking about our own seasons of life, but our kids are in seasons of life too.
1: I know. And it's, they seem to happen so fast. And and I know for me having a almost 11 month old, everybody would tell me don't rush things let him go at his own pace. Don't be in a rush for him to like meet all of these milestones. I definitely see myself like trying to encourage him to do all of these things faster. And then I was nursing him last night and I was just looking down at him as he was falling asleep. And I was thinking to myself, Oh my goodness. Like I don't notice how much he changes on a day-to-day basis, but I can remember how tiny he was and how helpless he was in those first newborn days. And now he's like a little boy. It's going to be different for you with kids who are older than five.
0: First of all, don't call my little baby a boy. He is still a little baby. He's not even one yet. So don't you rush it. You're already rushing it. Have you seen pictures of him? He's huge. I know he is. He, He was never small. He was never small. That child was never small. That was not, that is not a word I would use to describe him. He's been a healthy little boy all along. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I've been through those moments with Grace and Jack and now Grace is at a point where she's really going through the season. She's like one foot in the door for puberty and she's going into middle school and she's discovering how friendships really, really work and how her emotional feelings towards people who she may have crushes on are happening. And, And it's funny, her and I had a conversation. She got in the car and she was like, mom, love is so hard. (laughs) And I tried so hard not to like berate her, but I was like, grace, you are going to be 11. What could you possibly know about love? And she went on to tell me this elaborate story about the boy that she likes and how he said he liked her, but now he's giving attention to another girl and she just doesn't know how she's going to make it through. Hey, those days, those days are tough. I remember those
1: days starting middle school, having crushes. Oh man. Feel- those feelings not yeah. being
0: reciprocated. That is heartbreaking, okay? I remember, like, <laughs> listening to, like, songs. i like, <laughs> Lonely by Akon when my boyfriend broke up with me. <laughs> okay. You know what? what mine was? It was No
1: One by Alicia Keys. <laughs> and I would sit there and I would listen to that song. And I would cry and think about this boy named Seth. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> That's really taking it back. but yeah, yeah, so she oh yeah, you remember those days. That's the season that she's in and it kind of adds to my seasons because now her relationship and my relationship are kind we're, we're going through a season together and I have to discover how to be a mom of an almost teenager who has emotions and crushes and has to deal with little tiffs and drama. It's not fun. I do not, I, I do not enjoy it. I am
1: so glad that I do not have a little girl.
0: I don't know though. Cause Jack is four or no, he just turned five. And every single day he gets off the bus and this is his line to me. Oh, my friend broke my heart. How, how, was, how was your day? Well, my friend broke my heart. Annabelle broke my heart. I'm like, how did she break? She's breaking my heart. I'm like, how is she breaking your heart? Well, she wasn't going to share a pot patrol with me. I'm like, what you- your hearts broken? Cause she didn't share the pot. Like, this is a serious conversation I have to have with him. He's like, yeah, I'm really upset about it. And then he'll like walk off. Like, like that was it. He, he expressed himself. His heart is broken, but he's now moving on. But every single day his heart is broken by someone.
1: He's an emotional little boy.
0: For sure. He's very in tune with his emotions. He has no problem letting you know if you broke his heart. I respect that. Yeah. That's important too. I think being able to articulate where you're at and what your needs are, especially in each season that you're in to your partner, to your kids, to your family members.
1: And let's talk about that for a minute, because I think that can be hard to truly know where you're at and what you want or what you're looking for. I know i that's something that I struggle with. Half the time, I can't even make a decision on what I want to eat. That's true. It's like, do you ever feel just overwhelmed by the amount of options in front of you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's just so many choices. It's like when you're at the grocery store and you're looking at the bread aisle or the yogurt aisle. Why are there so many different
0: kinds of yogurt? There's so many brands. There's so many flavors. You know why though? Because each person doesn't go through their seasons the same way. And some people who maybe need a plain Greek yogurt and that will suffice, that might not be right for the next person who needs lots of sugar in their Greek yogurt, and they're going to get vanilla Cabot instead of, you know, low sugar, zero, zero calorie yogurt.
1: Just so we're clear,
0: just so we're clear. I'm the non-fat Greek yogurt person, plain. True. Exactly. Oh, just so we're clear. I like the Chobani (laughs) vanilla flavored for sure. Greek yogurt, if we're throwing out what we like, but yeah, it's different. It's different for everyone. And I think that is something that's really beautiful. And we need to make sure that we're giving each other grace and ourselves grace while we move through these things. I think we are nearing our natural end again. After we've had a few conversations about the seasons of life, we would love to hear what your seasons of life have been and what you're going through and what you're looking forward to moving, moving into the future or what the seasons of life mean to you. For sure. Yeah. How did you give yourself grace this week? For myself, my grace that I had this week, let me think there I have. So I've started running because I, it makes, I hate running, but I love the way it makes me feel afterwards. And I I hate running, but I love the way it makes me feel afterwards. That should be a sticker for sure. (laughs) And so I I've been running every single day and I believe it was Sunday. I didn't get the opportunity to go for a run. And I was really, really bummed about it initially because I'm like, great, like all this hard work that I've had into it. I've been running now every single day for almost three weeks straight and I'm not a runner. I hate it, but I've been pushing myself and I'm, it's kind of becoming part of my life. And I was so bummed at myself. I was like, come on, man, like what a loser. You're not go- going for a run. And then I thought about, it, I was like, you know what? Like you've run for the last three weeks straight. You're allowed to have a day off. So I decided after I felt down that I was going to forgive myself and enjoy that moment of, or that day of not having to run specifically. And I got right back to it the next day. That's awesome. Sometimes you need a break. What about you? I feel
1: like I've had a few this week, but I think the biggest one was, so I had a procedure done in my mouth, a tooth extracted. I know it's gross and it's been kind of hard to deal with. It's really painful. And I'm somebody who doesn't really like to take pain medicine ever, including Tylenol and Agroprofen. I just try to avoid it. And my dentist kept saying, like, it's okay to take it. You can take more of Agroprofen if you need to. Mm-hmm. And I finally did take more of it. And I've actually been feeling much better these last few days. I'll be okay. Just like all these other
0: seasons we talked about, this is temporary. Yes, it is. Well, thank you guys for listening to episode three. We're looking forward to episode four with you and continuing this little saga we have going on. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts from and also visit our website, growingwithgracepodcast.com. We'll catch you next
0: time. Bye. Bye.